0: Good morning. It's really good to see you. Gonna do a little response just at the start of our service together. So, the words are there. I'm gonna say the first line and if you would join with me in uh, the responses. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus is risen. Hallelujah. This is Easter Sunday and it's um, it's good to be able to worship together on this day. Let's pray together before we go any further. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, when you were taken before Herod and Pilate, when you suffered in agony on the cross, and when your body was sealed in a tomb, it looked as though evil had triumphed, as though love had goodness and truth had finally been defeated but you rose again love triumphant goodness vindicated truth victorious living lord to you be praise and glory your enemies had done their worst mocking you beating you nailing you to a cross and for three days it seemed that hatred deceit and violence had won the battle But you rose again, renewing, restoring, redeeming. Living Lord, we praise you and give you glory. It looked as though hope was groundless, faith futile, the future empty, for your purpose appeared to be destroyed, broken, beyond redemption. But you rose again reviving confidence, rekindling trust, recreating life itself. Living Lord, you deserve all our praise and glory. Your friends had failed you when you needed the most, betraying you, denying you, abandoning you, and they were consumed by guilt and shame. And Lord, we understand Because we so often do the same But you rose again Forgiving, accepting, affirming And as we seek forgiveness We are amazed that in you We find acceptance and affirmation Lord Jesus it's hard sometimes not to question Or be perplexed at life's injustices And ask if your kingdom can ever truly come But you rose again, light in the darkness, faith in our confusion, heaven touching earth. And one day we'll see your kingdom in all its fullness. But for now, we see only parts. On this Easter day, we are reminded that the same power that raised you to life is available to us through Holy Spirit. And that as your children, we walk in victory. Because Jesus is alive. Amen. In the run-up to uh, particularly Christmas and Easter, the comms team in the church tried to find um, ways of getting our message across to folk that we've not done before. And because they come around every year, you know, we've kind of tried quite a lot of things. Uh, And so this year for Easter, we decided to try something a bit more online than normal. Um, And we put out a little um, picture uh, in the days running up and then got them all together in a video. And our thanks go to Caitlin uh, for for getting all that uh, together for us. During December, we had an Advent calendar. uh, And that's about opening a different door each day to find out what's behind it. And the last door is onto the stable scene where Jesus is born uh, on Christmas Day. Jesus, the greatest gift ever. So that got us thinking about what other doors that would help us to see a little bit more about who Jesus is. So the first was the stable door. A reminder of the circumstances that Jesus was born in. And then, it was not the kind of place that you would expect a king to be born. The second was like a cottage. As a child, Jesus was a refugee in Egypt only returning to his home when King Herod died. He worked as a a carpenter, and during his ministry we're told that he didn't even have a place to call his own. He was shunned by the political and the religious leaders of his day because he was so often seen with people that they considered worthless and outcast. And so he himself was seen in that way. And then the third door was the door to the temple, a reminder that Jesus spoke truth to power. That's a modern kind of phrase But we understand a little bit of what it means He challenged the beliefs and practices of the religious leaders Calling them liars and cheats and hypocrites He told them that they were more concerned with the outside And what things looked like than what was going on in their hearts And during the last week of his life he went into the temple And he saw what was happening there and he was disgusted by the fact that there were people buying and selling animals for sacrifice and so he threw them out not because he had some um, animal rights ideology but because they were dishonouring God in the very place that God should have been honoured and then we have a reminder As we've heard from Stephanie already, that he broke the barrier. In that temple in Jerusalem, there was a really heavy curtain and it acted as that barrier, as Stephanie said, between people and God. Between that area where the priests carried out their duty and what was called the Holy of Holies, where they thought God was. And once a year, one of the priests went behind that curtain to perform the rituals and duties. But other people couldn't do that. And at the moment of Jesus' death, as we've heard, that curtain was torn in two, demonstrating that access to God was now possible for anybody at any time. We've heard already that God had a plan to deal with sin. And that meant that in an incredible act of self-sacrifice, Jesus chose to take that problem of sin on himself by dying on the cross. But we believe that because he was God, he rose from the dead. And that's what we're celebrating today. And the implications of that are incredible. Jesus came in humility to help us have a way to be able to know God. Spiritually, humans have kind of that that curtain that separates us from God. The Bible calls it sin. And Stephanie said it's about not honouring God. It's about not putting God first. Not choosing to obey God. It's not just a list of rules for us to keep or not keep but it's putting God first. And it causes distance between us. But Jesus' death and resurrection makes it possible for that to be taken away and for us to have relationship with God. We are forgiven, we are changed, and we become more and more like Jesus. And through faith in him, Jesus offers us new life in this world and the next And then lastly, in the book of Revelation, it's the last one in the Bible, John has a dream where God gives him things to say to different churches. And one of those churches um, was told that Jesus stands at the door knocking, waiting to be invited in. And while it was written to a church, it also applies to individuals. Jesus came in humility to help those that society rejects and challenge those who think they have it made. He still challenges religious people who are more concerned with buildings and traditions and appearance. Faith in him offers us the way to relationship with God. He stands at the door of our lives and wants to come in. But we have to open it to him. He never forces his way in. But if we open that door and accept Jesus into our lives, we become children of God with all of the privileges and responsibilities that affords. Jesus says that he came so that you and I could have life in all its fullness. And maybe on this Easter day, that's a reminder to some of us who have been believers for a while that being a child of God is an awesome privilege. And the same power that raised Jesus from death is available to us as we seek to serve him and live for him in the world today and maybe you're here today or you're listening online and you realize that you need to take that step of opening your life to let Jesus in and if that's you then here's a short prayer that you could pray now Jesus I want to have you in my life please forgive me and change me I choose today to open the door to my life and let you in. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you've started a journey of relationship with God. And you'll need support and encouragement on that journey. And so I would urge you to tell someone that you know who is a Christian. Or let me know and I'll find support for you. Amen. Now Elaine is going to pray for other folk.
1: Let's pray together. Father God, as we gather as church family, both in person and online, uniting our hearts with Christians all across the world, we give thanks that we can all celebrate Resurrection Day, remembering that day Jesus rose from death. We thank you for that hope which we have through Jesus and which gives us the strength to face each and every challenging day. But Lord, while we celebrate, we know that there are people that we know and also those that we don't know who have little cause to celebrate so we bring them before you now along with our cares and concerns for this, your world we pray for those who have been dealing with bereavement depression sickness and many other maladies we name those that we know before you now We ask, Lord, for your blessing on their lives. May they know your comfort and be given the strength to face each day. We give thanks for the five million people now vaccinated in the UK against COVID. But while celebrating that remarkable achievement, we are also aware of the terrible repercussions that a drop in our guard could bring. Lord, grant us patience as we progress through the various stages of opening up but also keep us safe. We continue to pray for the parts of the world where vaccines are, low, are in low supply or non-existent. Help us as a country to continue to look out for our neighbours both near and far and to be in the front line of providing support for those most in need. As our country faces Scottish elections on the 6th of May, we pray that those standing for election would be imbued with wisdom and truth as they seek to represent the people, may hatred and resentment play no part in these elections. And where there is discord, we ask, Lord, that you would use us to bring your peace. The recent blockage in the Suez Canal is an example of how life can be affected and changed to an extreme level. So we pray, Lord, that you would remove any blockages in our own lives which affect our relationships with people, with others, and especially our relationship with Jesus. May Jesus' love for flow freely through us and may it reach others as we seek to love the lost, the last and the least in our society and in the world Lord as we carry on our celebrations this Easter help us to live in the gladness and grace of Easter Sunday every day in our lives let us have hearts of thankfulness for your sacrifice. Help us to walk in that mighty grace and tell your good news to the world. We commit these prayers, both the spoken and the unspoken, to you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: It's not Easter without one particular hymn. And... Uh, we're going to stand uh, although we can't uh, really miss not being able to sing do you know but particularly for this uh, we're going to stand together and please at home sing with great gusto the hymn thine be the glory May the God of peace who brought our Lord Jesus back again from the dead equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus all that is pleasing to him. And to him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Please have a seat. For those of you who are in the building, just hang on a little minute. For those of you who are watching us online, thank you for joining us today. It's been great to have you as part of what we've done. And we hope that you join us again next week. And we hope you have a great week. For those of you who are here, if you want to come again next week, you need to book. And we're booking a week at a time. So no blog bookings for weeks on end. And some of you who are here today... If you would be willing, because we were oversubscribed today, and if we are in that uh, case next week, if you were here today, it might be good if you would be willing to give up your space um, so that other folk uh, can get in uh, next week. If you are willing to do that, if you let Catherine know this week, because of course Julie's off this week, um, and we'll sort that out. It's just so that everybody gets a shot uh, of being able to be in the building.